Loneliness doesn't affect people with autism the way it affects others, and today we're going to explore that. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Carter Cassidy, and with special guest with me, June McTaggart. Hello. We're going to be sharing the experience of loneliness with autism. So, tell us what that's like. Oh, uh, that's a... That, that's a, that's <laughs> a broad question. That is a broad dude. question. Um, I just... I guess from an emotional standpoint, I guess loneliness is an emotion, but... For sure. It's one of them, yeah. But when you're just by yourself, like, what what goes through your head? That is a fascinating question. A lot of things, generally. Like, when I'm... I don't often feel it necessarily um i just i i tend to distract myself i have the the listener won't see this but i have six seven seven instruments currently out in this room and a bunch more put away i i tend to do music and stuff but when i am feeling it it's uh tends to get me down pretty hard yeah I, I can agree with that, and I especially agree with the distractions. I definitely distract myself with instruments, too. I guess what I'm trying to understand is with how connected we are as a society, as a society with all these phones, computers, you know, yeah, we almost sure. have people talking to each other all the time. And, I mean, I can, I think I can feel the same way. It doesn't feel good to turn on your phone after a couple of hours to see nothing not a thing absolutely i um you know i'm lucky to have a couple people you know yourself and uh, a bunch of friends from around the world really at this point sorry someone was calling me uh you know like i was saying i've got you and and a bunch of friends just around the country and around the globe truly um got a dude in iraq right now very cool um so I tend to get kind of every couple minutes I can yeah. find something. Um, big Discord servers are a wonder. But yeah, I definitely, especially if I'm mid-conversation oh. and someone doesn't respond, usually it's just because they're busy. Right. Because like that's that's but, who, that's who how we are as a society. We're always a- yeah. around and about and we're busy. But... I think one of the most troubling moments is when you know they're not busy, like late at night, you know, you know, those moments when you're like playing that game for a good couple of hours, you're off your phone, then you go to glance at your phone, it's 1am and there's just nothing. And it's like, I know what time you sleep. (laughs) We've been friends for a long time. I realize that sounded threatening, but it's like, we've been friends for so long. I know your schedules. And then you, you know, you start to get in your own head and, and, you know, I have a couple things going on up in the noggin, but it tends to compound into this sort of like, did I not pick up on something? Like, did, were they trying to say something without actually saying it? And I did, I missed that. Or did I say something that was maybe not appropriate at the time that I thought was, because that's that's a big thing with, you know, 
neurodivergence in general is that you tend to yeah the way i've heard it described and i'm so sorry i can't attribute credit to who this was it was someone on uh twitter or x i guess someone said and uh, this is a, a paraphrasing of course but they said it's basically like neurodivergent people tend to say they tend to prioritize information and correctness and factuality over where neurotypical people tend to factualize or they tend to prioritize rather um maybe being polite and they they t neurotypical people tend to prioritize the social part of it where neurodivergent people tend to so yeah. to prioritize the the getting things right and I can, making sure that all the information is in the right place i can see that too and i can also attribute it to autism where it it can be either or you know yeah. like some of us were nonverbal some of us were kind of verbal and some of us just like there are those challenges where we don't like speaking to people yeah and or i think you get you know there is the flip side of that coin where i very much fall and you know this i tend to talk a lot yeah. because i have so a much. lot of information just... in my head you know and some people really enjoy that some people don't and sometimes i worry that i talk too much to people and i know for sure sometimes i do it's it's hard for us to maintain those relationships i think absolutely um, and i think that's also attribute i think that also attributes to the loneliness as well yeah um, for sure us not being able to maintain relationships or i like help yeah you're one of my only friends yeah like, and vice versa like this, we are we are very close friends and then there's like I think we've each got a couple. Yeah. Like, I could name two or three off the top of my head. And then it's like a guy that lives in New York that I saw once. <laughs> Acquaintances at best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, friends, but. Right. That could also just be the fact that we're both autistic and we're both like, oh, we've met once. We're basically we're besties. friends now. <laughs> um, I don't know. He let me stay in his house. But. <laughs> <laughs> I. I guess I get it, because, like, I can understand why loneliness affects us differently, but at the same time, sure. we're kind of attributing to our own loneliness as well. But, you know, there's agencies like the Place for People with Autism where they do that social therapy. Yeah. And... There's also Autism Speaks. Yeah. If you're listening, don't support Autism Speaks. They're bad people. I... I'm not going to do the research for you. I have done it. <laughs> I'll do the research. Give it a look up. I'll, uh, but I think partly, like, even though we're given those resources, I think it's still, because it's hard f for me even to come out of my shell and talk to people. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I think taking that first big important step is mm -hmm. an issue for a lot of people with autism. Yeah. And... I think, and it it is very commonly mis misattributed as just that person being shy, right? When yeah. often it is not, and like with you, I would say it's Ma maybe not being shy, right? But rather just 
having a million different reasons you are worried that you could come across poorly and make a bad first impression, when really to a lot of people, that first impression is very minor. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't worried about how they come across. I I completely agree. I think um, neurodivergent people often overthink about how they come across as people and how they interact with people. For sure. And but I, I think, mean, you know, and I think it's, that said, it's hard to necessarily say that that is why causation and not correlation, right? right? Because the comorbidity between autism, ADHD, OCD, like all the the sort of lumped together neurotypical neurodivergent ADHDism or whatever yeah. the internet calls it um they tend to have a very high comorbidity with things like depression and borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder and anxiety disorder things which i'm sure you all know are very familiar right because I mean, really with both of us with well with the research i've done um i think the place at of like the place for people with autism even say that depression and like ADHD are all like not very close, not factors, but they're all related to each other in that way because of how they correlate with each other and how they affect each other. They're they're very, I think the psychology word is comorbidity. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the one they use in the DSM, which yeah. I once read cover to cover because... <laughs> as as all people with autism, autism do. do. <laughs> yeah, I read the DSM-5 cover to cover because I was curious and wanted right. to. And it's like 500 pages. It's a long book. Yeah. And it's not like fun. No. It's just like, ooh, that's... Interesting. Ooh, that's me. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then I got a diagnosis of that one, which is funny. But yeah, I think... <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that can attribute to loneliness, um, but I'm I'm glad that we got to share that experience. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of factors that can attribute to how loneliness affects us and people with autism. Um, but I appreciate you for experience for sharing that experience, and um, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for. Thanks for interviewing me, I suppose. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And thank you for all for listening. 